0: plug in my earphones now too but let's just be relaxed
1: yeah so
0: okay so this is brainy mom's unplugged maybe I should leave my headphones unplugged
1: okay seriously let's do it okay
0: mom's unplugged no no microphone or headphones
1: actually the sound is better without it oh that's funny okay yeah so we're unplugged we're unplugged and we really just, so we had a great interview um, earlier today with Dr. Pune Roney, um, who is a uh, academic perseverance researcher. Mm-hmm. She talks a lot about self-efficacy. And it was such an amazing interview. We wish that it could have lasted two hours, but, you know, we yeah. finally cut it off at like 53 minutes. <laughs> um, but after we hung up with her, you know, we started talking about just our own personal experiences as moms based on something
0: she said and
1: she had said and decided that um we want to share them with you
0: yeah
1: because maybe maybe our stories will resonate with you maybe talking through our stories will help you work through your stories i don't know but we just thought maybe we would just turn the cameras back on yes yeah. and mostly
0: because because I wanted you to share your wisdom as a mom and share your real stories and and our real struggles that we don't, I think sometimes when we interview people or we're, we're doing a podcast, we try to have a solution. We try to be like, okay, here's a problem and here's a solution. And sometimes when we're just talking through stuff, there's just, I don't know that we come up with an easy solution, but maybe the collaborative process of us talking about it you people listening, and then maybe post comments, post your own experiences, post your own questions. Maybe then we can begin to kind of tease out answers and solutions of at least least, um, comfort in commonality.
1: Sure, (laughs) and maybe make it a little bit of a dialogue.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so one of the things that that, uh, Dr. Pune shared with us was, her need for, um, perfect grades growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. and that she was not satisfied unless she had straight A's. And so, um, she, she had a mindset of, um, needing perfection. She didn't
0: say perfectionism, but yeah, that's how I thought of it. Sure. Thought of it in relation to my kids. Yeah.
1: And so her parents did something really fun. They, uh, well, never mind. You need to listen to her. Story. You need to listen, need to, 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 listen to that episode. But
0: it, but it is really intriguing. They basically yes. said, you need to not get perfect grades if you want that new bike. Yeah, and they
1: challenged her not to get perfect grades. Yeah,
0: which seems so weird. And like, what parent would do that? And yet, then it got me thinking, I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, what it got you thinking was that as parents, do we create those mindsets yes. by the, by our interactions and the things we say to our kids. Right. And so, yeah. um, so like for
0: my son, Nakota. Yeah. So Nakota is 10. And since like preschool, he's this, if you knew cartoons from way back when he's a little, uh, Mighty Mouse, Speedy Gonzales, whatever, he is like super, super fast runner. And so they have this program in our area called Land Sharks. And I mean, from kindergarten through third grade, he won everything. If he ran a race, a Land Sharks, a city race, a, a community event, whatever, he won it always. Like by far, he was so speedy. And we just sort of started doing this thing of, oh my gosh, Nicota, you're so fast. You're so unstoppable, speedy guy. And by the time he was in fourth grade, he decided at the beginning of the land shark season, I hate running. That was his thing. I hate running. I don't want to do races anymore. I mean, at home, he would outrun his his older brothers. I mean, he was still running like crazy for fun, but he hated or according to him, he hated running and he hated running races. And it was because he had this huge pressure to win. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my husband and I were going, we did that to him. And now how do we help this kid that could potentially be like an Olympic runner? How do we encourage him, but not have him hate running? Because now he doesn't know how to run away, run a race without winning.
1: Sure.
0: I don't know. I mean, it was, it was heartbreaking.
1: You would like cry before a race. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had a very similar story, you know, with Ev. Um, he was succeeding for so long, you know, especially after, you know, brain training. Mm-hmm. And so we taught, we told a story on television, right. Yeah. And we just bragged on him and bragged on him and bragged on him and just kept, telling the world how he had gone from not being able to spell his own name mm-hmm. in fourth grade to now being in college at you know 15 and 16 and he says to me i'm done yeah. i don't want to be in school anymore i want to get my GED this is too much pressure this is i feel like this is your expectation mm-hmm. when it's not Right. Like, right. And so I'm heartbroken that I gave him or that we gave him the idea that we expected perfection. Mm-hmm. Right. When all we were doing was we were celebrating him. Right. Like you're encouraging. We were, look right. We we're writing on him. Amazing. And so I said, look, your worth is not found in your GPA. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to love you. Your dad's going to love you no matter what your grades are and that that's not where you're and he said but i just don't want you to be disappointed in me if i don't get a's <laughs> yeah and i said look these two college classes that you just failed because of covid right i'm not disappointed in you for failing i'm disappointed for you right i you take them all over again right Right. And, and so that's very different, Mm -hmm. like to being disappointed for you than being disappointed in you. And so it got me thinking that it's so easy to brag on our kids and celebrate them when they're succeeding. Right. But how important it is for us to celebrate our kids every time they try.
0: Yeah. As well. And yet still, I think we fall into these, it's not even a pattern. It's just, I don't know. We're just doing our best as parents. We're thinking, we're encouraging them. And yeah, like with COVID stuff, with learning online, like for Evan, he's like Ian, but Ian could not tolerate this whole online learning model because Ian's like Evan, he's outgoing, he's people-driven, social. And Ian learns in that He's motivated in that face-to-face group setting. And when he was just on screens, yeah, Ian is, Ian is having to do summer school. And Ian's a year older. No, no, no. Ian's the same age as Evan. Um, but yeah, Ian's having to do summer school because he had so many. They don't, in their program, they didn't call it failing. You know, they should have but they just called it an incomplete or an ny not yet something and so at least the high school did give that option to have another i think they're doing like four weeks another month of school to make up for it because um, a good friend of mine works with school she said i think it was like almost 70 percent like 67 percent or something of the students have these incompletes these not yet and so are having to do summer school i mean that's a huge number that's showing this was a this was a learning problem yeah. for a lot of kids. Yeah. And yet yeah, I mean to be honest, Ian doesn't really care that he didn't finish. I mean, I've had to be like, "Dude, you're doing summer school." And 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 yet Evan because of your sweet sweet encouragement, he's responded like Nakota. Like, I'm not, okay, forget it. I'm out. I'm not going to do the race at all. If I'm not going to win, And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. How do we combat that? Because I know, Amy, that you and I both loved on that. It's not about you winning, buddy. You know, like we went through this thing. There was this one race where we're like, okay, Nakota, here's the challenge. We want you to get like worse than third place. Don't get first, second, or third. We want you to pace yourself. Well, he was incapable. He won.
1: Yeah.
0: And he hated it. Yeah. Uh, what do we do moms? I wish you could all get online with us and we could talk about <laughs> what ideas post start. Now you're listening to this. Just, just start typing link to resources. How have you handled this? What ideas do you have? What things have you learned?
1: What heartbreaking stories do you have that are similar? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And besides, you know, getting a redo which we can't right yeah. right uh, there are no mulligans in parenthood yeah. um we just we do the best we can with the information we have at the time we keep saying that over and over again right yeah. and so we just have to be really cognizant now yeah. About the impression that we're putting on our kids, what the impression we're giving them in terms of what our expectations are. And yeah. if our expectation is not that they're, they be perfect, then we need to make sure that we're not communicating that.
0: Yeah. Like, how can we, like, what could I do? What can I do to start rehearsing failure with Nakota? Okay. Like what you just said, we can't do over. And like a thing that I often say to the kids is, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. You mm-hmm. don't know what we don't know. And all I can do is move forward and try to do better. And, I, you know, I mean, I still have littles. Jade Aria just turned nine. What can I do to start rehearsing failure as, okay, oh my gosh, that, um, that Laura, we need, okay, so we need to hook back to Laura. Last week's episode, right. Yeah. Laura Co from
1: Snapology.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. And she had this section where she was talking about um, STEM, STEAM, and the collaborativeness of it, it, and how when kids get together, like true genius and and forward motion happens when kids can practice failure and know that failure is the only way to learn and improve. And so, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, as we're talking, what could I do to start rehearsing failure?
1: Well, like, I think, I think first it starts with a conversation, hmm. an honest conversation with our kids and an apology, because I think oh, that when, yeah. when we can apologize for our kids for, for either getting it wrong or giving them the wrong impression accidentally, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that builds trust
0: mm-hmm. that
1: validates that what they were feeling actually happened right even though yeah. what, right yeah. and so i think that i think that has to be our first step you know is okay. is to say i'm sorry like i'm sorry that whatever my behaviors or words were led to this yeah or contributed to this yeah because that's not what i meant i was trying to celebrate you not pressure you. Yeah, that's good. Um, and how can I celebrate you in the future? Because as parents, we want to keep celebrating, right? We want to keep, they, we want to give the high fives. And so help me know, how can I communicate that to you without you thinking that that's the only time you're going to get a high five?
0: Yeah. And I think that, that asking for input, that definitely, I could see having that conversation with Ian and Canyon, you know, with Eliza, Ian, Ian's 16, Canyon's 15, you know, with Eliza, who's 21, you know, with my older kids, like I could see that being helpful, but I mean, like with Serene, Nakota, Jade 12, 11, (laughs) I'm having to think about their ages, 12, 11 and nine, they don't, they don't know how to answer. And sure. like, we just had dance recital. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, Amy, I did it again. She just had dance recital. And all we did is go on and on and on about how great she was about how her dances improved. Her extension is so much better. You know, her lines were so long, you know, all these things we just went on and on. And then I just set her up for performance mentality.
1: Ah, I don't know. Well, I, so, so here's what I think. I think that it's not wrong to compliment our kids on a job well done. It is never wrong to recognize the outcome of hard work. Right, right. Right? Never wrong. Yeah. But what, what we have to do is the in-betweens, right? We have to have the conversations in the failures, in the tries, Mm -hmm. you know, in the mediocre, you know, I think, I think we have to have conversations about how, about, about how they persevere, about how hard they try, about how creative their, you know, minds are that they're working out a struggle i think okay i think we don't wait until the end product that's good yeah To then slap the you know the star yeah. on it
0: right the gold star instead of can we be doing you know you're working hard i'm proud of your efforts focusing on perseverance and even even oh my goodness okay just a little brainstorm moment um I didn't like make Serena, I didn't like force her to, but she did not want to take uh, hip hop or jazz. She just wanted to do ballet. It's what she was comfortable with, ballet contemporary. And so I really pushed her to, I think I had her start hip hop first or maybe just a semester apart. Cause I said, come on, it's going to expand your, you know, your perspective and it'll be so good for you. And your friends are all in it. And, you know, you're in dance company now, you're supposed to take more classes. You know, I had all these reasons to try to talk her into it. And she did not like it. I mean, first few times came home crying, you know, I'm the worst. And so those were my opportunities. And I want to say, I want to say that I think I, I did that. I did pretty good. Like, I'm so proud of you for sticking with it. I know it's so hard. Let's just, let's just try next week's class. I think with jazz, it may have been last year, the first couple of classes I took with her. Cause I said, I know I'm not, I don't know the teacher. I'm not going to be good at it either. And, you know, but let's just try. It'll be awkward. And so like, okay, that was, that was a good thing, right? That was a <laughs> celebrating on the way. And so if we could think of doing more of that, like, how could I, have, how could I now continue that with Nakoda, with Jadaria? Helping them, yeah, celebrate the perseverance.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that, but is that kind of, that's like what you're talking about?
1: right that i mean it's not about the end product it's about the process yeah and when we put our focus on the end product that's black and white right Mm -hmm. that's either it's perfect or it's not right right whereas process is full of ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs Mm -hmm. and so i think that if we can be there to encourage them and recognize their efforts and recognize their perseverance in those ups and downs, and up and ups and downs, and help them recognize the downs as an invitation yeah. to think critically and be creative, and say, "How can we do it differently this next time? You know, what do I need to change? Yeah, you know, what have I learned from this experience? You know, how you know how can I use my brain
0: and use failure to launch? What was the Einstein? Was it Einstein? That y'all were just talking about it in the interview or after something about all the failures. I'm not that smart. I just keep trying more than somebody and <laughs> more than other people.
1: Yeah, was that, like that? I know. I can't remember. Okay, I'll, let me look it up. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it was it, it was a really cool Einstein quote.
0: Yeah, and and it, but it was it, what how I thought of it is yeah the inventors. If I could step back and think, the inventors in this life, the ones in this world who are the world changers, they are not the ones who have to be perfect. They are not the perfectionists. They're not the straight A students. They're the ones, I mean, maybe they get straight A's too because It's easy, I don't know. But I just tend to think they're the ones who go, well, that was a big flop. All right, I learned this. So now I'm gonna take all those tools and apply it again. And that was another big flop. But all the big flops are what lead to world changing. Sorry,
1: I just got this strange pop-up virus thing that was oh, no. shouting at me, so. <laughs> well, that's okay, that's real life. That's
0: what, that's what Brainy Moms Unplugged is all about. Real life <laughs> happens.
1: Yeah, so he said, um, a person who never mis- made a mistake, never tried anything new. Hmm. I've tried 99 times and have failed, but on the hundredth time came success. Failure does not mean you're a failure. It just means you have not succeeded yet.
0: I want all of these in a frame.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Failure is a success in progress. So good. So. And I do think I don't,
0: I don't fit that. I had a very, very performance oriented childhood. I mean, it was, it was, I didn't get grounded for less than an A. I got grounded for less than an A plus.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, it was perfection was required and perfection was so rewarded that, yeah, my whole life was spent on stage, you know, ballet company, theater, everything was about performance. And I. I don't know. I mean, I know, I know I'm not too old to change and grow and get risky and learn how to fail, but I tend to think I'm never going to be one of those Einstein entrepreneurial leaders. I'm too afraid of failure. I'm hardly willing to try something that I don't, I don't have to be the best, but I'm hardly willing to try something unless I know I'm going to be really good at it.
1: Hmm.
0: And that stinks. I don't want that for my kids. Yeah.
1: You know, something that just popped into my mind that when you talked about, you know, that you were actually punished if you didn't get A pluses, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I've never given my children the expectation that they had to get A's or even B's. Same
0: here. We are so not grades oriented. Right.
1: We aren't either. Yeah. So that intrigues me even more that Mm -hmm. um, Evan got that impression that I was expecting yeah this ac- big academic success when maybe really it wasn't even
0: the the grade so much mm-hmm. It's just that like Nakota, he's just been sort of identified as this incredible yes. dynamic wonder smart yes. kid
1: yes yes because we and that never- is not the identity that he wanted right it's the but one it that is- we created inadvertently yeah
0: and, and then that it just organically came about mm-hmm. like Nakoda. We didn't start making him run when he was two. You're going to be a runner, you know, and we didn't say, buddy, if you don't win this race, you're not going to get ice cream. You know, we we're like, it's the Landsharks
1: Day. We get ice cream no matter what. You know, I mean, it was. Well, the irony here <laughs> is that Landsharks is a program that their slogan is every finisher is a winner. Right right, 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 right. Like they specifically are not competitive, you know? So right. that comes from within. Oh yeah. You know, And from yeah. the parents.
0: Yeah, I, this, is, this is just a funny side story. Um, is, I mean, I don't think so far, she doesn't display signs of being super competitive, Jay Daria. And so Jay Daria's first land sharks race, and it was a big deal for her to run, run land sharks at all. Because when she first joined our family, her muscle tone was so low. She was in physical therapy. She had had very little outdoor play at all. Couldn't like climb the stairs just with her legs. Um, Just you just can't imagine. I mean, her she was in such ill health at age four. Developmentally was more at about like two and a half. But anyway, so then in kindergarten for her to start running land sharks. And when I say running land sharks, she kind of jog for a little while and then she'd walk. And so her first land sharks race, um, she and a little girl. Oh, I cannot remember her name. There's this darling little girl with these, um, this long blonde curly hair. And Jadari had this long black curly hair and they're real good friends. They get along around the far side of the whatever half mile little loop they're doing. And apparently, they're sitting down picking flowers <laughs> in the middle of the race. Yes, they just—they're just chatting, and they just sat down and picked some wildflowers. And apparently, like somebody at one of the people helping with the race told us later, you know, that they were like, "Okay, well, come on, girls, let's get <laughs> running again." And she was, you know, they came across. Oh, Sparrow was the little girl's name. So precious. And they come across the their sign They're just so happy <laughs> little, little flowers in hand and I love that oh I love that and for her it was like that she did it with such a miracle and yet on it in the same race there was Nakoda whatever two grades ahead and he had to win
1: yeah
0: anyway no good answers but it's good to talk about it and It's good to brainstorm and even just being aware, being aware is good. Absolutely. And and, And
1: I think we did have some answers. I mean, I think that we clearly said, let's celebrate along the way. Yeah. Let's be intentional. Yeah. About celebrating the ups, the downs and all the in-betweens.
0: And I want to think about, I want to think about like what, Laura with Snapology said, how can I start rehearsing failure with my kids and celebrating failure? Okay. Like we play Frisbee golf as a family sometimes. And I'm horrendous, like the worst ever. And Serene is too, which is sort of funny because Serene and I are the dancers and we're terrible. Like there's something about that flinging of Frisbee and having to aim and whatever that we just, just cannot process it. And so often, this is terrible, Amy. So often what happens is Serene and I will get out there and we'll throw a couple times and then we'll just give up and we just won't play. We'll just be like, we'll start throwing it back and forth. And I'm like, oh, okay. So next time we do this, how can I sort of celebrate failure and say, come on, Serene, we're going to stick with it anyway. And I don't know, like even celebrate that we don't have to improve, but we're out here doing it. We're just going to do it and have
1: fun with the family. And right. I think, I don't know. You know, I think that you establish what your goal is. Is your goal to have fun or is your goal to get better? Right. So choose what your goal is. And then everything that you do should be working towards that goal. And so if your goal is just to have fun and you go out there and play, did you still have fun? Then you met your goal, right? Celebrate meeting your goal.
0: Right. But then I don't want I don't want her to think that she has to give up because she's not good at it. And I fear that that's what I've modeled. And so how can I begin modeling doing something that I'm not good at anyway and just having fun with it and I don't I can be a failure. I don't have to be good at it. I want to begin modeling that.
1: So do it. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'll have to check back with you the next couple of weeks and let you know how that's going. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad we talked through this. I hope yeah. that uh, I hope that our listeners gained value from the unplugged after show portion of our show. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see
0: how we uh, how we post and promote this. When will it happen? When will we? I don't know. We'll we see. shall
1: be. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't. All right, see ya.
0: See ya.